0: Hey everybody, I'm Derek, this is Logan, and we're the Show Guys. Come join us as we put pop culture under the microscope. Welcome everybody to the Show Guys podcast where we take pop culture and we put it under the microscope. Today we have one of the most look forward, one of the most exciting episodes that we have been looking forward to. This week has been very trying. (laughs) So we figured we would talk about something that we both thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the video game. (laughs) I'm completely joking. It is Persona 5. And (laughs) I don't know, what a better time to talk about it than right now, my friend. Oh, man. I've been looking forward
1: to this recording for a while now, pretty much ever since you first started playing that game. I knew we were going to have to make an episode on it. So just to kind of as a sort of general warning to the audience in general, this episode is going to be rife with spoilers because we're going to go into detail over a lot of elements of the game. So if you're in the middle of playing it or haven't played it and want to at some point, do not listen to this episode. Finish the game or play it. Exactly. (laughs) And then come back and and, and then listen. But in any case, so first of all, I'm going to discuss a little bit our sort of history with this franchise. So about four or five years ago, I bought Persona 4 on the PlayStation 3. It originally came out on PS2 in 2008, made a big splash in the role-playing video game market. So I played it off and on for about two years. I would play it in stretches and then kind of take a break from it and then come back. But I loved it. So when 5 was announced, I got excited, bought it, enjoyed it like crazy. And I have to give a shout out to my dear friend, Daniel. He played 5 and then played Royal before me, and he encouraged me to buy Persona 5 Royal. I was already satisfied with how 5 went and everything, and I was a little reticent to do it. But he kept telling me, dude, you got to play Royal, you got to do it. So I started playing it after I bought it almost immediately, fell in love with the game all over again. And I had been telling Derek to play it for months, if not a year. at That point, even with Five the original. So then, a few weeks I think ago, it's been about, about a, a year, <laughs> yeah, it genuinely has been. So a few weeks ago, maybe about a month and a half or so ago, something like that. Derek got sick, so he was at home for about a week or so. And you messaged me saying, "Okay, should I buy this?" And I'm, I'm thinking to myself finally, at long last. And so it was finally time. And so the whole time he's playing through it, he is messaging me, giving me play-by-plays on how far he'd gotten, what characters he'd interacted with. It was just a joy to see him get so much enjoyment out of that game. And he actually finished Royal before I did. I have since finished it as well. And we're both playing it on the new game plus option, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I mean, it just blows my mind. and makes me so happy how satisfied you have been with this video game. I just, I love it so much. So my friend, what have been your thoughts and feelings now that you've finished the game and you've gotten the whole experience down? What are some of the sort of the initial things you'd like to say with regards to it?
0: Um. Okay, well, <laughs> here it is. I was skeptical at first like you said I you've been talking to me for a year now about this game (laughs) and I was like "Uh, you know I'll get it when I can eventually luck came my way and I got a PlayStation and I was like okay cool so I was kind of waiting on because you said you were going to send me the base game Mm -hmm. you know just to play and get my feet wet but somehow It was like the weekend before I got sick. It went on (laughs) sale for $20. And I was looking at it, and I was like, if this game is as good as he says, it'll be worth the $20. (laughs) So I started, and it's got that great opening scene, very visually pleasing, and you just think, okay. So far, I'm not disappointed at all. The opening scene is awesome. The music's great. I went into it without real, I mean, you've, set the expectation but even then i was this is really my first jrpg outside of final fantasy you know i have played final fantasy but this is my first Mm -hmm. real experience outside of anything like that yeah so i start playing it and i'm like slowly getting involved starts out with that scene where you escape the casino and then you get caught and captured and (laughs) so on so i'm like oh okay so we're starting in the middle of just all-out hectic problems, and then it like rewinds you back to day one where this all started. And I'm sitting there thinking, "Man, we're starting here. All right, here's the start. Let's see how this goes." Then I stopped because school started back up and I had to teach, But then I got sick, so I had to stay home for a week, and what was I going to do? So I went ahead and put a hundred hours into it that week) <laughs> To say that it's not every bit one of my favorite video games ever is a lie because it has slowly crept its way up to probably top five on my video game list because of all the intricacies and just the sheer hours. I haven't put this much time into a game since Skyrim released for the Xbox 360. So my initial thought was was it worth $20? I would have paid $60 for this game. (laughs) I would have paid full price. Right. But my experience with it, it, it's very, it is very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like in terms of the stand and we'll talk about more references later, Mm -hmm. but just that silent protagonist and the everyday simulation and just kind of how that interaction goes with between him and, the other people is just incredible that would be my initial thought was i can't wait for persona six and if it's anything like i I told you this the other day if it's anything half as persona five it's there's going to be time spent into it
1: yeah honestly and and i'll also add that you know this is coming from two men in their late 20s who consistently play video games and will consistently keep playing video games until they're in their 80s or whenever. <laughs> and we can both <laughs> genuinely say, we, we've each played a lot of games in our time, our somewhat short time, and this easily ranks high among all the titles we've each experienced for several several reasons. For, for one thing, for anybody who isn't familiar with this series, Persona, essentially in each main title in the series, you play basically as a group of high schoolers who fight demons, and they're a different group in each main title in the series. So for five in particular, the story is very, very, I guess the best word is different. Now, I'm going to base a little bit of my commentary on having played four as well, so I'll also kind of give you some information as we keep going. But it starts off with our main character, Joker, who is easily one of our mutually favorite Very favorite protagonist in all of video games. I mean, yeah, he's a silent character for the most part, but it's so awesome to see him actually go through a story arc and see how his development takes shape, especially as he starts to form connections with his friends and the other people around him. I mean, it's just a really, really cool experience to see his development really kind of into a man as this story goes throughout one year of his life.
0: Yeah, and that year is jam-packed with so much (laughs) so much and honestly i don't even know i honestly couldn't tell you what i would feel if i played the base game first Mm -hmm. because being able to complete it in its entirety like we talked about it we both are on the quest which i've completed Mm -hmm. is earning all the accomplishments for it (laughs) and just the sheer feat that that Mm -hmm. requires for it is incredible. But like you said, the story itself, you know, it starts with him going into like a foster situation almost because a corrupt politician throws his behind out of for accusing him of assaulting this woman. So just the, Oh man, I, there's, there's so much I want to say. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine.
1: It's kind of, and, and it kind of starts out with him sort of acclimating himself to a new life in Tokyo And it gradually becomes friends with all these other outcasts and misfits, and they basically decide that, okay, they've been given this very mysterious power by somebody who knows who. And what they're going to do is they're going to fight corruption in society by changing the hearts of powerful and influential people in society so that hopefully their victims and the public in general will lead better lives. I mean, it really is kind of- Oh, there's so many memes associated with this game and this fandom. I mean, it's, uh, but we will get, we will get to those. That's going to be a whole other section of this
0: episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, that's a basic. Yeah, 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 no, you're fine. You're fine. That's like the basic sort of outline for it. So you kind of split time between going into this other world and fighting these demons that are known as shadows and having Joker spend time with either the members of his team or other people in Tokyo that he forms connections with. Because this is a JRPG and it basically plays out like an anime, friendship is the ultimate weapon in this franchise. So in order to make yourself stronger, you need to become better friends with the people around you who are known as your confidants.
0: The confidant system is so cool. Because it actually gives you incentives to decide who to spend time with. Mm-hmm. I remember my first playthrough, I didn't really develop a lot into the confidant system just because I was new and I, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So I'm like, okay, like, big deal. They want to spend time with me. I, I don't care. Yeah. I want to go to the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my new game plus is very confidant heavy. Right. When I realized that you can keep the traits if you max them out on your next playthrough. The replayability is just amazing. Yeah, I agree. It's awesome.
1: And it's and it's also kind of what's cool is that you know some of the perks and not just the perks, but also like the character arcs from people who are outside of your actual party that you go into battle with. Oftentimes, those character arcs are just as good as the main characters that you spend time with. Like, uh, Joker has this classmate, Mishima. He's probably my favorite out of all the characters outside of Joker's group that you can form a confidant relationship with. He kind of starts out as this loser that befriends Joker under kind of bad circumstances and becomes like the first supporter of Joker's crew from the outside. And gradually, he sees Joker as ultimately his best friend. His perks as well are awesome. And there's a part near the end where all hope seems lost and they're fighting seemingly the final bad guy and everything. And out of all the crowd of spectators in Tokyo, Mishima is the one to cheer Joker and his crew and get everyone to give their support behind our heroes. And so that to me is just one of my favorite moments in the whole game i love that moment so much and to see his sort of development across across the year as well it's just just great stuff great stuff i mean i will say i do it's hard for me to pick a favorite confidant within joker's crew you know because everybody is cool in their own way and unique in their own way but i mean if I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to it's just hard to pick. I was going to ask you if you had a favorite confidant yourself in the crew, but I mean,
0: you know, in the, the, the way the
1: way oh. the way we're the way we both are, it's just it's tough to
0: try and pick one. It is. Well, and that's the thing is like are we picking one that's just our personal favorite that we connect with or if we just have a particular fondness towards or is it one that we find the most useful? You know. Mm-hmm. So, my most useful confidant or two of them that I would say is either Hifumi which mm-hmm. is the shogi player yeah or Kawakami the mm-hmm. teacher inside the group oh man i don't freaking know <laughs> <laughs> just personal like
1: i it, it and also it's tough because like every once in a while when you won't be needing to go and fight shadows or anything like that when you get a free day Every once in a while, you'll have, say, two or three confidants message you at the same time. And you all, you can only spend time with one of them. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, who do I need to prioritize in this situation? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, it's, man, if I were to choose like, just my personal favorite, mm-hmm. this is so tough.
1: It is very tough. It's very tough. I don't know if I can pick one.
0: I would just say Makoto, mm-hmm. if I were to pick one.
1: Which is, which is understandable. I mean, she's become like a really big fan favorite character aside from Joker himself. And, she, and it's true. She is awesome and one of the coolest characters in the entire game. No question about it. She is great.
0: Mm-hmm. She's got a great, like, yeah, she's got a great awakening. Mm-hmm. And then the way she kind of handles yeah. the situation when she awakens her persona, the situations that she is in and she kind of analyzes and then afterwards after the entire game is done, she still sticks to the justice of the justice system, which I thought was really, really, really neat. Mm -hmm.
1: I agree too. And that's also one of the cooler ways in how the story unfolds is that gradually as you keep unfolding the mystery and everything, that's really kind of how other people join Joker's party And how they decide to go against the, what are sometimes called the rotten adults in society, which, you know, (laughs) that doesn't exactly seem like something that 15 and 16 year olds would label people, but, you know, we'll forgive them this time.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, and to go back and explain the whole stealing hearts thing, they're not physically stealing these people's hearts. The thing that they're doing is they're going into this other world like the metaverse that this corrupt person has created and then like puts them in retrospect and says, this is what you look like. You're disgusting change. And then they steal their most valued treasure, which is their strongest desire. And by taking that and stealing it out of the palace, they change the person for the good to uh, atone for their sins, Mm -hmm. which I thought that's such an original idea. I haven't played any of the older personas, mm-hmm. so this is the first time I've experienced a game where it takes an original concept of it's not a new um, theme mm-hmm. showing somebody who they really are. Like that's been a theme for years and years and years, but the way that they do it is one of the most creative and original ways that I've seen done in a video game.
1: No, no, I think that's a, I think that's a great way of putting it i think that kind of is a great segue into how we can describe our experiences with the actual gameplay combat in particular because that's kind of basically what you would do in four you would like go to a place fight a bunch of shadows and kind of go through sort of the levels and everything like that so they kind of retained that same basic element for five and for royal as well so it's a very i think it's a really good turn-based combat system you know i mean this is something we've talked about also when we've been messaging each other back and forth, is that, you know, turn-based combat, it can, be, it can be hit or miss sometimes. It just can be. But what's cool about this series, and Royal in particular, is that you have several different options with which to fight off the Shadows. You, you've mentioned JoJo several times. One of the main ways that our protagonists can fight Shadows is that they can summon what are referred to as Personas, which are essentially stands <laughs> there's there's more than one article on the internet which compares persona to jojo in several ways so probably from here on out we're going to use persona and stand interchangeably when we talk about this series <laughs> but you can use your persona or stand that has various abilities in order to attack shadows weakness and you can use other modes of combat as well but using your persona is probably the main uh, element that the series is most famous for
0: that's the thing is how i would compare it to people who don't know or if i were to say it's kind of like this pokemon (laughs) you (laughs) know like fire has an ice weakness water has grass weakness it's the same type but what i love about the gameplay of persona is it takes the turn base and it makes it smooth it does that in a couple of ways. One, attacking the weakness, and then the all-out attack. Mm-hmm. All-out attack, dude! I'm mashing triangle to get that done. Like I'm like I'm excited to see that animation. Yeah, the animations to these are amazing. Like, oh yeah. the cool. Like comic book, like zip, 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 zip. zip. Yeah. and then it's like bling, and then all the character <laughs> animations. If you happen to like kill the enemy during mm-hmm. this attack. Is just one of my favorite parts. It makes it kind of like, yeah. oh, will this be it? Or it creates that like suspense where you're mm-hmm. thinking, or is this going to be the attack that ends it, or is there more? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, yeah, keep going. Go ahead. And then uh, another way is the baton pass. <laughs> like, that is one of my favorite mechanics because it really makes you think about how you're wanting to attack. And one of the best things about it is sometimes that's not enough, but there would be something that just is driving me crazy and then i get that baton passed to the fourth person where nothing and i'm just like yes yeah finally Mm -hmm. and just ruin the other person's day (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very satisfying
1: it's very satisfying to get that
0: it makes the animation is so clean where Mm -hmm. it makes all of that smooth and enjoyable Mm -hmm. where you're not Bored during a fight, you're not like Pokemon, where you run into the Zigzagoon for the <laughs> hundredth time. You're like, I don't <laughs> care, get me out of here, right? <laughs> um, where it makes it fun to fight. It's yeah. every fight's just so much fun mm. and enjoyable.
1: And even when you're even when you're grinding to get your level higher, when you run into semi more difficult shadows to fight, I mean, the fact that it makes grinding bearable is mm. just awesome to me. I mean, it's genuinely one of the few games I actually enjoy going out and grinding and getting my level up.
0: And that's the thing, is like the mementos is where the big public palace
1: mm-hmm. of
0: shadows is. It's one of the very few places that I can just go for hours and spend just grinding, like and not mm-hmm. be a look up and oh, it's been three hours. Oh mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's it's it does. It does make grinding bearable. Oh yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, kind of like the time factor that you were saying, talking about earlier, it's it's hard for me to think of a game aside from pretty much Skyrim or one of the fallouts, but Skyrim mostly where it'll be like, you wake up, start playing, go and get something to eat, play while you eat. Oh, hey, it's dinner time. All right. Go eat dinner, come back, start playing, and then... You're going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But it is, though. It's one of those that, and plus, it's not that it's hard to find a stopping point. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's addicting. That's the thing. is it, mm-hmm. it, it is a little addicting in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to stop. But I have this confidant that's at level nine. Yeah. <laughs> do I just go ahead and spend five minutes trying to see if I can do it the next day? Right. <laughs> and then it moves forward. And that's the thing with it is it makes that, like, achievement purpose so, like, incentivizing that Mm -hmm. you want to keep
1: playing exactly exactly also kind of as the story keeps going more areas of tokyo expand for joku to explore and that's one of the coolest things about not even going into an area full of combat just going into all these different areas of tokyo and like the surrounding cities and to just see how much love and care that the designers put into the visuals of everything it's just awesome i think that kind of leads me into one of the big 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 elements that we've talked about so much is the music the soundtrack is just splendid in so many ways i mean absolutely it's probably
0: fantastic. top 3 on
1: favorite top 3 on favorite game soundtracks it's just outstanding uh, shoji maguro is the main composer and he's composed for a lot of the series he was from what I've read, he was an employee of Atlas full-time, but he resigned last year to become a freelancer. But it looks like he's going to be working with them in some capacity as well, as along well with some other projects. But I mean, you know, his inclusion of stuff like jazz chords and the song structures and things like that. I mean, you could have an incredibly relaxing song at one point, but then have a super exciting jazz song play at another. I mean it's almost kind of like Bebop style, cowboy bebop style, when you think about it, of incorporating jazz yeah. into exciting elements. So I just I love that so much about his soundtrack work in this game in this series.
0: That's kind of what I was going to hint at is like it does have a bebop style of jazz included. But the last surprise in the life will change those are the two battle songs. Yeah. Last surprise is the typical You'll never Mm -hmm. see, I mean, you'll never see it coming. You hear (laughs) that constantly, but you never get sick of it because the way that it is sung is just so good. And that's another thing that makes the battles worthwhile Mm -hmm. is the music. Yeah. When you hear the music, you're, you're in it. You're Mm -hmm. just, yes, you're pumped up. And then life will change is when you send the calling card. And that's the song that plays when you infiltrate the palace after sending the calling card. Right. So it's kind of like a upbeat jazz. You're just excited. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'll kind of go also
1: on the other side of the coin. Songs like, especially Beneath the Mask, work very, very well for sort of relaxing white noise. There are so many YouTube videos that have just long extensions of it or one of the other calm songs along with Rain from the game. The Rain mm-hmm. from that game, the Rain effects are Awesome. They're like right on par with Skyrim Rain. I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean they're so relaxing and so awesome. Absolutely. I
0: was actually listening to that the one with the rain before we were recording. Oh, I love that one so
1: much. (laughs) I love that one. That's probably my favorite. Although it's hard to it's hard to pick
0: though. And then of course we have to talk about whims of fate, the casino theme. Oh man. Like you want to talk about the most fun infiltrating a palace in this game. Ugh. Is the casino, when you hear the music invested in that, is so incredible. And what's so cool is that each palace that
1: Joker and his group infiltrate in order to steal the treasure from these corrupt adults and things like that, they all have their own unique palace theme. For those of you who are in the know and for those of you who are wondering, the casino theme music is spectacular. It is our favorite music out of all the individual palaces and everything it's so awesome
0: can't go wrong with the casino theme it's Mm -hmm. incredible that leads me to my next question because we need to talk about this Uh your favorite palaces from this game what are your top three i'm gonna put you on the spot
1: oh gosh oh that's tough that's tough i'd have to (laughs) say if if i'm on the spot number one and we're talking degrees here you know I think number one would probably have to be Sae's Casino as probably my favorite. I mean, the music itself aside, the whole casino aesthetic is just so cool. I will say also, in the game, there's a fair amount of puzzle solving that you have to do, but it never gets boring or stupid. The Casino Palace, I think, has the best puzzles. And like I said, they're all fun to do but that easily has the most complex and interesting ones out of the puzzles. Plus, it's the only palace, aside from the last palace Marquis, where you get to play with Akechi as an actual member of the party. Now, Akechi, for people who don't know, is essentially Joker's rival throughout the game, and he opposes Joker's group for temporarily joining them, and it's... A lot of fun to play with him, and his main weapon is basically a toy lightsaber, which I loved the instant I saw it. So that in itself was really enjoyable. So I'd, <laughs> I'd have to say that the casino, size Casino, is probably my number one palace um number two probably i'll tell you what i think for number two it would probably be going into like the very depths of mementos when you fight the holy grail and then like the god of evil where you think he's the the last bad guy but he's not entirely about that yeah yeah man that's a great one that's a great one what'd you think of when you first finally got through there and everything the very depths of mementos and you're thinking okay we're finally fighting this holy grail thing this has got to be the last thing right and then it's not (laughs)
0: here's the thing is i think from what we've talked about because i haven't played the base game that's the last fight correct yeah yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. and then you fight and then you fight the god and everything and yeah that little sequence is the Mm -hmm. last battle yeah uh because royal adds the new semester which is maruki's palace oh Um, that's a great palace yeah and i wasn't sure like we got to the holy ground and then i was fighting it and Mm -hmm it kept healing and <laughs> you get to a certain point and you're just kind of give up hope you're like this is yeah. done." Mm-hmm. well then you find out like how to beat it when <laughs> you figure out that the igor that you've been mm-hmm. talking to the prison master who's been kind you know, of like your, we your, said it's,
1: yeah and who's kind of been like the guide for joker's journey throughout like the almost the entirety
0: re- of the game the rehabilitation You have this prison master in your dream world who's guiding you towards rehabilitation, which is your strength to change the people as a whole, the citizens of Japan or Tokyo or what have you, to change their collective heart. And when you find out that he's evil and he's leading you down a false rehabilitation, dude, finding that out was nuts. I had zero idea. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was speechless for a good five to ten minutes i think i said i was like holy crap this is that not was real
1: that that was one of the and, things i most look forward to like getting your reaction from
0: <laughs> dude i was out of it i, I mm-hmm. couldn't believe it it was one of those plot twists that i was mm-hmm. not expecting it's yeah. like when you find out darth revan is who they are and yeah to the, the old republic you know right. it's kind of like it was out there with that i was dumbstruck it was yeah. awesome it mm-hmm. the way that it completely blindsided you with that Mm -hmm. and the depths of mementos can we talk about how massive that is Oof, man and it's not
1: what's really cool about it is that yeah it's the place where you do most of your grinding and everything but it actually has a point in the story that is cool like you actually have motivation to keep grinding and keep on going that's really awesome yeah just in and of itself
0: and the puzzles that are in the depths of Mementos is fantastic where you have to change mm-hmm. the squares uh, different by walking on them. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it was that was fun. Definitely. We'll talk Definitely. about the final battle in a minute.
1: <laughs> but yeah. And, and you know, all the all the all the boss fights just in general are really cool and really unique and eventually at some point in each one of them, you're going to have to send one of your party members away to do something that'll affect the boss in some manner. So you go from four members in battle down to three. So you really do have to sort of take your time trying to pick who you're going to send away in order to do the action that'll help you ultimately win. So that in and of itself is a really cool element of each boss battle as well.
0: All right, number three.
1: Okay, if I had to pick, honestly, I tell you what, I really enjoyed Futaba's Palace quite a bit. The pyramid, I just think the Egyptian mm-hmm. the whole Egyptian motif and everything, and then when you fight that flying griffin, essentially <laughs> that flying Sphinx for the boss there. Yeah, that the first time I played that, I was like, "This is really cool," you know. Because it's kind of like yeah. at first your 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 melee attacks just aren't gonna work on it. So you really do have to sort of put a decent amount of strategy into figuring out okay, what can you use in order to fight the Sphinx? So I really, really, really enjoyed that element of it. And plus it's kind of the first palace where you sort of go and then you have to go somewhere else before you actually get into the palace proper, you know, because you've got to go into that little town mm-hmm. beforehand. So I think that's a really cool element of it as well. So if I had to pick those will probably be my three favorites so it would probably be and again we're talking degrees here but it probably have <laughs> to be size casino depths of mementos before the third semester and futaba's pyramid so i guess you could consider those my three yeah if i had to pick three you
0: know. so i'm gonna continue off of that because futaba's palace is actually my number one yes i thought the town proper mm-hmm. to get into the palace at first I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Really cool touch on separation. Mm -hmm. Then the palace itself and the limits, like the levels to it were fantastic. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Egyptian mythology. I teach mythology Mm -hmm. and I'm a fan of Egyptian mythology. All of the personas are Mm -hmm. modeled after a specific mythological being in Egyptian mythology. This is actually a theme throughout the entire game. And I think that's why I also became closer to the, that way too because a lot of the japanese personas are named after japanese mythological heroes or gods sure so i thought that was really cool how they incorporated that this mm-hmm. is where you start seeing the change of this cognitive science mm-hmm. becoming an actual thing mm-hmm. that is being studied and futaba's mom being mm-hmm. punished for it so and, the change and, in that is amazing yeah and I'll, and before
1: you got onto your next one also how interesting it is that they're actually getting ready and infiltrating a palace of someone who will eventually become their teammate. That was a cool addition.
0: First time someone asked for their own palace to be infiltrated. So the split personality of Mm -hmm. one person's like help and the other, like their other personalities, like stay away. Mm -hmm. And that's what creates the rift and the conflict within the palace. That was a great touch. That was a fantastic touch. All
1: right. I agree and also how like Futaba turns out to be one of the more comic relief characters but she's not annoying. Yeah. That's great. That's great as well. Very there's quirky. A, yeah. There's there's a before before you go on one of my favorite scenes in the whole game is she so she's this huge massive otaku nerd who's into video (laughs) games and anime and everything and there's a part of it where yusuke who's also one of joker's crew he sees that she has this large collection of essentially power rangers model figures and he messes them all up and she just (laughs) completely flips out at him that is one of my favorite comedic moments in the whole game
0: what (laughs) is that part what does she call him like inari or something like that yeah it's like something for fox or something yeah yeah (laughs) it's just a great moment great palace like fun it was fun that was probably how i would describe it as it was the most fun right okay Uh, number two number two we have this on our list the Mm -hmm. synegema the casino yeah you know it's everything about it Mm -hmm. and it's kind of where you oh man all right time to get on this soapbox (laughs) yes You get to have Akechi join your party. (laughs) But it's also where you ultimately find out that he was the black masked killer. Villain. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the villain, basically the main villain of Mm -hmm. the story for right now. Oh, man. I just remember going, (laughs) this dude. And then one of my favorite parts of this game is finding out. I don't even know where to start with this explanation. Akechi's bad joker gets captured so we're caught up to the present day from when you've lived out these events of stealing people's hearts so now we are back to the present day where he's being ca- he's captured being interrogated by uh Sai and then you find out that a let it all and one of my favorite scenes of this is the final interrogation where you find out joker and morgana knew about it from day one of being introduced to Akechi before playing new game plus when i saw that scene it blew my mind i didn't even think about it i'm not thinking about any of this throughout and then on my new game plus playthrough i am seeing him everywhere and i'm seeing all of the little hints and i'm mm-hmm. like there it is that's what got him <laughs> like like that so,
1: and the eagle reveal were the two moments that i wish i could have been with you when you experienced both of them uh, dude oh, it man was
0: nuts <laughs> yeah nuts but uh that was probably one of my favorite moments of the game yeah and then you see a catchy shoot joker and you're like no i was like this isn't happening ryuji can't be our backup hero can he oh no i cannot i cannot stand (laughs) another for real in this game but uh but then sai opens the door And you just see Joker sitting there and he smirks his little (laughs) grin Mm -hmm. He smirks. And that is one of the coolest moments. He's just like, and then you piece together, like what happened? Oh man, such a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a great moment in that video game. Yeah. Like you want to talk about storytelling. mm -hmm. They did it right. So that's number two, number two for it being the casino casino is cool to play through the music. It's mainly that part where you, it Mm. all starts coming together of how this kind of became a thing. And that part is what sold that on me so good. And then lastly, it's a tie because I can't, Uh, I can't distinguish this degrees. I got you. Maruki's, yeah, Maruki's Palace. Okay. And Matarambe. Ooh, yeah. Matarambe Palace. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. The art, the art palace and the like technical science facility yeah were really 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 cool palaces to work through maruki did really well i liked his palace because it, it was the cognitive science behind it as mm-hmm. you make decisions to see if you are mentally well or not mm-hmm. and i thought that was really interesting yeah but the art museum i think that one was great because it actually made you feel like a thief creeping around yeah. a museum Mm -hmm. looking for a painting like that was cool that yeah that was in essence probably the height of feeling thief-like in terms Mm -hmm. of the standard stereotype or the trope of being a thief no i I think that's a great way of putting it
1: yeah no i think those are both solid choices and i will also say one of my favorite parts of marquis palace is that kind of near the end of the story, it seemed like Akechi died, but then he kind of didn't. So he rejoins the group for Maraki's palace. And at that point, he just becomes an extremely cantankerous son of a gun and just does not care. So his snark level is up at 11 by that stage. So like half of his dialogue going and exploring that palace is just snide comments. And I was so there for it. (laughs)
0: yeah snide comments and just the bloodlust No, he was just ready and he Mm. was ready to he was ready to kill Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like i said it's hard to pick because each of them have a special place
1: speaking of difficult to pick it's hard to pick a favorite meme from this game because (laughs) the meme community in this game is amazing (laughs) there's so many good ones there are so many good ones before, before you highlight some of yours, I've got to highlight probably some of my favorites. So the way that Joker and his companion Morgana ultimately find out that Akechi is the traitor in their group is because at one point the protagonists are discussing, Hey, let's go and get some pancakes and Akechi overhears them. He says, did someone mention delicious pancakes? And, uh, Morgana, who is a cat, was the one who said it. Now, if Akachi was on their side, he shouldn't have been able to hear them talking about pancakes. So he gave himself away from that. So now there are so many memes of him being associated with pancakes in some way. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> like, like uh, I, so I texted. Good. Yeah, I texted a friend of mine and told her that pancakes become pretty much the big tipping point as far as the story is concerned and she just texted me messaged me back why <laughs> and i'm like i promise you it makes sense in the end
0: <laughs> it does <laughs> it's such a pivotal moment for me
1: it's so stupid <laughs> but it's so amazing <laughs> oh man but there are Pancakes. so many
0: great memes the the one you sent me one of my favorite ones yeah. is the is this loss or is this a butterfly <laughs> meme but it's got Ruji's face pasted on it and it says is this for real <laughs> <laughs> i would i kind of want to know mm-hmm. i kind of want to know how many times he says that through there's got to be a tally on I, I,
1: there i looked it up there's at least like a youtube video on it that's at least like a couple minutes long
0: Of course it is.
1: But yeah, that's like his catchphrase is for real. If he doesn't say it uh, more than once, at least every like 15 or 20 minutes of a playthrough, then something's wrong. (laughs) That's a great one too, though.
0: (laughs) I loved it when you messaged me on your new game plus yesterday. You were like, I just got to my Ryuji's first for real. (laughs) That was a great moment.
1: That's a great moment. What is the,
0: this is basically Persona. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like,
1: oh no. And and kind of like to bring it all kind of full circle, there's so many memes that compare it to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because the I mean the comparisons are so obvious. Like you can tell that Atlas's designers really are big JoJo fans. The tarot cards come into oh, play man. as a major element yeah. for Joker and all of his confidants and everything. The summoning of different creatures that either stand above or beside our protagonists there is a lot of comparisons to be made
0: all in good fun though all in good fun absolutely and that's endearing to us because we're such jojo fans oh yeah one of my favorite parts was i think it was when igor when you find out what igor is and then he's like mm-hmm. the world <laughs> i just i was like dio brando dio brando dio brando <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty so much it, yeah mm-hmm Oh, oh man. man, great stuff. Do you have a, stuff? Do you have a favorite persona or stand?
1: I have gotta go with Izanagi. He was he was the first stand that you, the protagonist of four, obtained in his first awakening in that game. And he also comes as a DLC for five. I immediately summoned him pretty much when I was level appropriate and everything, got him to level 94 or something like that. So I love him, but I also love Arsene, which is the first stand that Joker acquires. There's a a component in the game where you can fuse two different personas that Joker has into a more powerful one. And usually it seems like most folks will use Arsene as pretty much the first fusion material. So it'll go through this cutscene where our sin says that he's always with Joker. But for this playthrough, I'm going to keep him around. Just kind of keep him in my party, because I want to see what happens when you level him up to pretty much the level cap and everything. I love his design and everything. He's just a cool-looking one, too. So those would have to be my two favorites, if I had
0: to pick two. Do you think, could he be a viable... Like, you'd have to utilize the alarm system to strengthen him, apparently. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a level cap to... How high they can go? Or As far as I can tell, it's 99.
1: And not only for Joker's personas, it's like for Joker's level itself, for his personas Mm -hmm. and for all the other, and for your party members and everything, I think level 99 is the highest you can get to for like everything, as far as I can tell.
0: Izanagi, that's Mm -hmm. the one where, I don't know how to explain how he looks. (laughs) Because there's the first form, which Mm -hmm. is he's all white. Yeah. he has that sword that has the circle with mm-hmm. the spikes around it yeah okay i fused two to get the first like the base and that's the mm-hmm. picture i showed you yeah and then you have the Picaro, the evolved version of him yeah and he's a beast dude's a stud one of mm-hmm. my other favorites besides arson which yeah. we talked about you know it's kind of the first one you see and you're just the costuming and the creation mm-hmm. is just Good, great. Yeah. Is the Black Rider. Oh, yes. That one's that one's one of my favorites. Just the style of it. The, That's a great one. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like a ring wraith from Lord of the Rings. That one's one of my favorite ones to yeah. Yeah. He's use. great. But there yeah, are a bunch great. of them that the designs are incredible.
1: Yeah. And, and kind of speaking and that then, also. Yeah, go
0: ahead. You go ahead because I think well, you were about to say what I was gonna say.
1: Uh, I don't think so exactly, but I will say just like the cinematics and the oh. cutscenes for whenever a party member obtains or awakens a persona, so so cool. And I feel like just a major event every time that it happens. But anyway, I digress.
0: Continue. Okay, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> but that's a good that's a good point. So on the other end of that, you have some of the designs that are questionable to the game you have <laughs> belphegor which is the mm-hmm. toilet demon it's just this bearded demon sitting on a toilet floating in the air like what oh i love him so much what and then it's, you have it's question- yeah and then you have the questionably shaped demon in the razors in the front of the chariot but the way that this demon is shaped is very uh suggestive yeah <laughs> is all yeah. i'll say yeah so you go from cool designs like Arson and mm-hmm. all of that to those yeah. demons. And you're just, you're kind of questioning reality. You're like, well. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. you just kind of like, okay,
1: am I supposed to take some of them serious or none of them serious? Right. There's no, there's not a whole lot of room for in between. There no. really isn't. Just fantastic stuff all around. Okay. Yeah. Now, kind of like, kind of like one of our more sort of wrapping up points, now that we've both started New Game Plus and are experiencing it now for the first time each. Is there anything that you're doing anything kind of different? Because basically with New Game Plus, for anybody who doesn't know, you are allowed to keep all of your best equipment, all of your money, all of your personal social skill stats are all the same as your last playthrough. So if you maxed all those out, they're maxed again. So it is kind of a more, you're basically more prepared for what comes ahead when you play in new game plus. So is there a different way that you're playing it now as opposed to your first playthrough, or are you just kind of going along for the ride at this point?
0: I'm not taking the stupid big bang challenge again. (laughs) 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 It's, uh, it sucked. My new game plus, since I have all the social stats maxed out, I don't have to focus on that right now. I'm really focusing on confidant relationships. Yeah, yeah i've got same. i've got about 10 of them maxed out nice that's awesome so it's been that's been the main focus i would yeah. make some changes to new game plus like mm-hmm. if i were ever developing new game yeah. plus i don't think i would let the money transfer over okay uh, just because in new game plus you're able to resurrect or summon a past persona that you ran into mm-hmm. the game before At a cost, Mm -hmm. it costs a couple tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousands, but you get to a certain point where one of your confidants, the twin wardens, when you max them out, they let you fuse together to get a stronger persona, but it costs a lot of money. It costs astronomical amount of money. The thing with that though, is when you go into the next playthrough and you have 3 million yen, 150,000 or even 500,000 isn't going to feel like a dent. Whereas if I started out with $0 or 0 yen, that playthrough or that decision is going to be a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think that I'm glad the social stats are all maxed out Yeah. because there were certain points in that game last time <laughs> yeah. where I couldn't move forward with a confidant story because I didn't have, enough guts or i didn't Mm -hmm. have enough knowledge or kindness that's the thing i do appreciate Mm -hmm. but that's my main playthrough right now is making sure all my confidants are level 10 yeah that way on my next playthrough i can Mm -hmm. focus on something entirely different yeah
1: no, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a great choice, and that's pretty much what I'm doing as well. And you're bringing up the, <laughs> the Big Bang Burger Challenge. So every once in a while, you can do different activities. that will increase different elements of jokers, social stats, things like that. One of the things you can do is you can go to this burger restaurant, which is basically Burger King, <laughs> and eat a massive burger that will increase your guts. And I've been trying to find this meme for you, and I have not been able to find it again for whatever reason. But it's basically... A a cartoon from the perspective of sojiro who is joker's caretaker while he's in tokyo sojiro is looking at joker who is talking to morgana who is a cat and sojiro can't understand what morgana is saying so to sojiro it just looks like joker is yelling at this cat and joker is saying morgana i do not want to go to sleep right now i want to go eat a burger so i can increase my guts <laughs> so I was just looking at the situation, thinking, "What is wrong with this kid?" It's oh, one of my favorite memes, and I I saw it once, but for whatever reason, I've not been able to find it again, and I've been trying really hard in order to try and get it to you and find it. So, <laughs> so good. And I think you know we'll kind of conclude our thoughts with I'll just say this, Atlas, if you're listening, and you're probably not enough teasing and everything, just announce that six is coming out. Announce that. Golden for golden is going to be on consoles and not just steam. Give us an opportunity to keep giving you money because right now you're kind of acting like you don't want us to give you our money, which we are, (laughs) which we are very willing at this moment.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those that I wish maybe persona Four golden would be Mm -hmm. remastered from what I've watched about persona Four, is if it could be, put into the graphics of Persona 5. It would be
1: it would be incredible and it's such an awesome contrast from 5 as well cuz basically in it you the protagonist of 4 he's not accused of a crime or anything like that like Joker he basically just transfers to this very small town. And so it's a very interesting contrast from what you see in Tokyo with 5. So in 4 you and his High school friends basically form this team to try and solve a series of murders that have been happening in this small town. And it kind of goes off with what was said in one of those articles that I sent you the other day about the series in general. The group of protagonists in four really feel like a really close-knit group because they're not superheroes like the group in five are. They are just high school kids who just happen to be trying to solve a series of murders. Their group dynamic feels a little more organic, you know, Mm -hmm. than what we see with the group in five. So it's a very, very, very sort of fascinating contrast between the two groups. And I think when you eventually do play it, because I know you will play it in some form at some stage, because it's just, it's just fantastic. You will love all the different contrasts that it presents with what you've seen in 5. So it's a terrific, terrific, terrific contrast to 5 and to Royal in general. So,
0: yeah. yeah. We'll have to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our discussion on Persona 5. It is one of the best RPGs that I've ever played. Even if you're not a fan of JRPG style, it's hard to debate that this one is not fantastic. You know, it's, it's everything worth all of the money that's been put into it. And really, if Alice is listening, dude, we want Persona 6. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me give you money. Yep. But it's, do yourself a favor. If you're a gamer, check it out. It's at least worth a try. It's visually stunning. The audio is fantastic. Best soundtrack, in my opinion, collectively. It's probably the best collective soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great time. Yep. So, that's all I've got to say about it. Thank you, everybody. Any final
1: words? No, I think that's pretty much all I've got, my friend. As well, you know, if you call, consider yourself a gamer, play it.
0: We will see you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to the Show Guys podcast. You can find us on Spotify and where other podcasts are available. You can also follow us on social media at facebook.com slash showguys21 and instagram.com slash showguys21. The show's theme music is composed by DJ Mead. You can find his latest album, Mad World Reimagined, on Spotify and iTunes. Follow him on Facebook at DJ Music 777 Thank you again for listening. Have a terrific day.